Psych Monologues. I am Dr. Ray Mitch, your host, and the Psych Monologues is uh, are, is a podcast that's devoted to exploring our journey toward wholeness and living in truth and grace while embracing the profound mystery of our relationship with God, with each other, and even with ourselves. I am Dr. Ray Mitch, your host, as I said earlier, and it is my profound pleasure to spend the next 20 minutes or so with you. Today is uh, September. I just lost my track of my thought. September 25th, 2020. Well, I want to introduce this segment and this episode with a quote by Oscar Wilder, or Wilde, I should say, not Wilder. That was Gene Wilder, and I don't think they're related. As Oscar Wilde once said, be yourself. Everyone else is taken. And the reason that I bring that up is um, it's ironic to me uh, of late. I I think I was watching uh, Monday Night Football and a commercial came on for what I it seems to me is very much a symbol of our times or maybe emblematic of our times. And it is the TV show, which has been on on. on ABC or one of the networks. I don't remember which one it was. But it's called The Masked Singer. The Masked Singer. And it, it in many ways, caught my attention, partly because I've been wrestling with, I have to live with, talking and teaching to students from behind a mask. And, you know, it, years ago, we used to talk about masks of the masks that we wear, and and now it has a whole new meaning. See, in the in the TV show, if anybody watches it, I don't. I just see the commercials, and that's about as much as I watch. But in the in the TV show, it's kind of a guessing game of who the singer is, and they they have a a a, a um, costume on, and that masks their identity entirely. And then the panelists have to guess who who the singer is. And the funny thing about it is, is that that's a little bit like where we are now, right? I mean, I, I mean, we, we know who, who the person is if we're accustomed to it. I can tell you from, from roaming the halls of, of, of uh, the, the, the um, classrooms at CCU, there are some students that I know, I, I know from seeing them. But you put a mask on them, and I'm not real sure. It it introduces enough uncertainty that, you know, you do your generic, hi, how you doing, or hi, um, and, and, that, and then keep moving because you're not real sure who the person is, which is really the point of masks, right? <laughs> See, masks have this way, I, and uh, again, we've got to be reminded – we, we've been told that we have to wear masks to protect other people from our germs and to protect us from other people's germs. And when you start to think about this in terms of a metaphor for our relationships with one another, you suddenly get pulled up short that how much of this is metaphorical for how we relate. 
Because the masks today that we are told to wear are used, like I said, to control the germs and viruses. It's and. In the old time, old days, when I used to talk about masks that people wear, it was used to control people's perception of us. It wasn't to protect us from the germs in the world around us, but it was to pro- protect us from uh, prying eyes or people's conclusions about us that we can't do anything about. See, Masks have been in the past, and even even today, have been about information management. Now, they're for virus management, if you want to put it that way. And I noticed this early on when we started, be, when we were told that we had to start wearing masks, is, is I noticed even in myself this tendency to see other people as potential enemies, and that may be overstating it, but they're carriers. I mean, they don't. They may not even know that they're carriers. So suddenly, I start looking at people askance. Now, don't worry if you see me at school or anywhere else. Don't think that I'm I'm I, I'm carrying around a conspiracy theory in my head about who you are and what you're trying to do to me. I'm not saying that at all. But when you see somebody in a mask, again, think think in older times when we had when masks were worn they were always worn to hide the identity of the person behind it when i was a kid i used to watch the lone ranger and you could always tell who the bad guy was not only by virtue of the fact that he wore a black hat but generally whenever they would rob a bank or do whatever they did they always had a mask on and they had it over their and all over their nose and their facial features and and that was so that they couldn't be identified which is kind of the state we're in today is how hard we have to work to actually be identified because we're all wearing masks and so on the one hand masks are to control the germs and our exposure to them on the other hand our masks which used to be hidden and now are seen is about information management. It allows us to control the information people have about us and and ultimately to even control the conclusions they make about us. That's what masks do. But it, ultimately it has to be asked is at what cost and and additionally even what does it suggest about how we think about ourselves? Because I get all the public health reasons for us to wear masks and no I'm not this is not going to be any kind of rant of rebellion against this whole whole thing. I comply just like everybody else does. I understand the reasoning why I get all that. So let's just put that one aside just for a second. But at what cost? I'm not talking about public health, all right? I'm I'm moving into the the emotional kind of psychological side of this, but at what cost do we wear a mask? And the cost, of course, is is being not being seen. And by extension, not being known. Now that may suit us just fine because we have already concluded the nature of who we are and the things that we conclude about ourselves, we don't want anybody else to conclude either. So the way to do that is to limit their access 
to us, which is what a mask does. And, and again, I'm going to flip back and forth rather rapidly between the, the real life public health issues. It protects us from the germs. It, it gives us kind of a, some would say, a false sense of security of going in places we wouldn't normally go into because we wouldn't go into being exposed to that public health kind of thing versus the emotional, psychological side of it, where the cost I pay is being seen and being known by wearing a mask. The, the upside, the benefit I gain is the control I gain over what people conclude about me. And that's how masks work. And that's exactly what we do with them. So there's, there's a tremendous cost. And even when you go into the physical world of what we're in right now, we get reminded all the time of the cost of wearing a mask. We can't be heard. We have to enunciate our words even with more force and more um, clarity for people to understand us. We don't have our facial features to emphasize a point or to communicate. See, we are such social creatures, and that, that is very much a reflection of the image of God in us because he is a community. He is a, a social being as well. He wanted to have a relationship with us. We reflect that quality in him as well. But see, I, <laughs> we want to be known, but when you take away our facial features, then when you take away, I, I can't, I'm not even going to begin to try to, to um, pers- turn it into a percent because all I have is somebody's eyes, really, when it really comes right down to it. That's all I have is somebody's eyes, which oftentimes tells me very little because most people don't want to make enough eye contact for that to be revealing at all because they feel like they're, they're somebody's kind of searching their soul when they look make that kind of eye contact. But there's been many times during the time that I'm teaching in class that, that I almost have to take my mask off to accentuate something I'm saying because my facial features accentuate those things. So we take all that away, and what that means is we end up having to work awful hard to decipher and decode the things that, we're be, that are being told us that we're hearing. And that, that takes a toll. I mean, it, it's not easy. Now, now we, we adjust, and the people that are probably the best at this is the people that probably can manage their voices to, to intonate and to say things in such a way that grabs our attention. But that's, that's not very many people. And so now, at least for me, I don't know about anybody else, I have to make a choice between, uh, you know, uh, I don't know how to describe this, I have to make a, a, a devil's choice here between Zoom, no mask, and being disconnected from people because I only see them on a screen to being in person and wearing a mask or being outside. Obviously, that's, that's kind of part of the calculation here. That's a terrible choice to make. I mean, that, in my mind, that's a double bind. I, I, I don't win either way. Because when I have to wear a mask, I lose all this data that I, I am so hungry for. 
to be able to understand where the person is coming from and the nature of what they're experiencing. And a lot of times, like I said, people's eyes just don't give me enough. I'm sure in a lot of ways, my eyes don't either. But our faces give away so much more when when you study our facial features. Even what, what Paul Ekman is a psychologist. He's done a lot of, of research in emotions and emotional expression. And the face has a remarkable number of muscles in it. And we can do what he calls it micro expressions. So, it, you know, if you've ever noticed somebody and they're talking about something that's somewhat troubling and it's almost like a cloud runs across their face, it, it darkens. I mean, I think some authors actually describe that. And, and there's something in their facial expressions that changes that we catch. We may not identify or even say anything about it, but we do catch it. And we don't have that anymore. And that's another part of the cost of having to wear masks. Like I said at the very beginning, what used to be hidden is now made, made, made seen. What used to be hidden is now seen very dramatically. Now we can we can uh, you know say I'm complying I'm doing all the things I'm told to do, but I for me it gets a little too close and a little too uncomfortable to realize that now I actually have a mask on and it reminds me of how much oftentimes I use it to hide, because from a public health point of view it might protect us, but from an emotional point of view it hides us. And if we really want to be known, then how do I take my mask off? Now, I'll go to the other question I want to answer, and then I'll kind of um, land with, with a quote that I want to camp on once we get landed. And that is, what does it suggest about ourselves? Because we, it appears, at least, that wearing masks implies that we have something to hide. And then the next question to follow that is, what do I have to hide? If it's myself, then my conclusions start to start to betray me because there's something about me that I feel like I have to hide because if it was seen, somebody would make the same kind of conclusion about it that I do. And I don't want to risk that. I mean, it's one thing to have a conclusion rolling around in our own heads, it's another to have that conclusion lived out in our relationships with each other. And, and we're not willing to take that risk. So there's a variety of things about masks that suggest and betray us in terms of what we think about ourselves. And then it challenges us to, to for me at least, to ask, to what degree am I willing to take the mask off, not in the physical sense now, and allow somebody to actually see me and know me. And, and what does that mean? In a lot of cases, behind our masks, that, that mask filters and um, distorts how we see other people. And the distortion always comes through the filter of how we see ourselves. And so masks are providing us with some interesting uh, object lessons about ourselves and what we do to stay hidden versus what we do to be known. 
in the emotional, psychological, even the spiritual sense. And what we have to live with every day and being reminded every day of the challenge it, it represents and the, 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 uh, maybe even the um, energy it takes to, get, to allow people to get behind the mask. I mean, I, I, I'm reminded the minute I say that, I'm reminded of a scene from The Wizard of Oz. I think everybody knows probably where I'm going when I, when I say this and talking about masks. Because the Wizard of Oz was hiding behind the curtain. And he portrayed a picture of himself bigger and all-knowing and all-loving you know, uh, all loving and, and all of the alls that you want to say. But he got revealed by the tiniest member of the cast, uh, uh, whatever kind of dog Toto was, to pull back the curtain. And what was the first thing he said? Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. I am the great and mighty Oz. <laughs> How often our masks have that same impact on us. What I want to end on is something that, that I read a pastor once said. And he said, masks make shallow what God had intended, has intended to be deep. Everything in our lives get cheated when we choose to hide behind our masks. What a remarkable statement. Something worth noting for the day. And on that note, I will leave you. That's it for tonight. Um, a couple uh, reminders as I always end the podcast. One is be sure to visit the website. There are lots of um, uh, videos and lectures and other things that, that I have that um, it's getting added to because I'm starting to um, uh, post the lectures from my Shame and Grace course um, and uh, on YouTube, and that gets ported into the website itself. Um, and be sure, once you hit there, to subscribe. That way, anything new that shows up on the website, you're uh, made aware of, and you can uh, check, check the resources that are there out. Uh, secondly, Podbean. This is where I, I keep my podcast, uh, raymitch.podbean.com. You can subscribe there, use their app, and always be notified when a new podcast has been released. I'm doing everything I can to be as consistent as I possibly can. So it always releases on Friday to uh, inaugurate the weekend with just a few thoughts and things that are rolling around in my head that perhaps will connect with some of the things that are rolling around in yours. So that's the second thing. And the third thing I will uh, end with is just a continued request of people to prayerfully uh, consider and, and the, my, the audience here to prayerfully consider partnering with us to be able to send students on a silent retreat, a silent spiritual retreat. Uh, it's a unique experience. It's something the students probably would never afford to do because they've got other things to, to, vote, to, to devote their money to, like eating or rent. And, um, and this is something that is so unique that uh, I've had a number of people mention uh, how much it has changed their life, not because of me or because of you know sponsoring it or anything else, but because... Once we start to quiet our hearts 
and listen to what what's going on in them, we begin to hear another voice, and that's God's voice speaking into that space. Because silence is not empty, silence is inhabited, and God is waiting to meet us there when we He has our full and undevoted, undivided, not undevoted, undivided attention. So those three things I would leave you with. Thank you so much for joining me for tonight. It's been my pleasure to spend a few moments with you. Uh, if you have any questions that you would like me to answer, uh, again, hit the website, go to the, the uh, podcast page. There's a Q&A form there. And if you, there's something that, it, like I said, is rolling around in your head and you'd like me to, to uh, muse and um, uh, uh, ponder in a podcast, um, put it up there. And I will put it on the list. Um, sooner or later, I probably will start to introduce these questions at the end of the podcast and take some time to talk about them. Um, and just uh, like I said, just kind of uh, roll around, uh, roll around the idea and throw out some thoughts that might come to my mind around whatever those questions are. So there's a Q&A form there. Be sure to fill that out. Again, thanks for joining me. And as always, love you. Later. <laughs>